Hello and welcome to the Black Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. How are you doing today? I hope things are going well for you. I hope the sun is shining where you are, and I hope that most of all that you are blessed. Today's podcast is about the mandates. Yes, there are lots of mandates going on and lots of things going on regarding the mandates. And um, New York has put in another mandate. It's a <laughs> It, uh, a proof of vaccination for children. I think I talked about that a little while. I'm not going too much for that. But um, yeah, so for your child to come into uh, a restaurant in New York City, they also have to have proof of vaccination, etc. But um, something came across today about three hours ago on CNBC. And it seems to jive with an article I read um, answering some of these questions that uh, uh, were put forth and looking at, at it through a layman's terms and scientifically because these mandates aren't making any sense. Uh, you have people who believe that you're not going to get COVID if you take these vaccines. And we all know now that if you are vaccinated, you're going to have a chance. You're going to get COVID. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. That is something the CDC has said itself. It doesn't stop you from uh, 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 contracting it. It doesn't stop you from spreading COVID. It doesn't stop you at all. And you still have uh, the elite, uh, mostly. And I, I say the elite because it's coming out of the press. You know, they make good money. You know who they are. These are people on CNBC. And they're discussing uh, the vaccine mandates with a senator. And I'm going to play you that little clip. And then I'm going to go ahead and read the article that's going to sort of answer the question to the questions that had uh, been uh, talked about. But uh, without too much uh, of me yapping around. I'm a big believer in vaccine. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, let, let the evidence speak for itself. The senator is uh, Senator Cassidy, and uh, he's on in, at CNBC, uh, and they're talking about the vaccine mandate showdown. And uh, well, here goes. I'll let you listen, and then we'll discuss. Vaccination have heartily recommended vaccination from the get-go, but there's always a tension between personal liberty and public health. To what degree does the federal government institute a measure that takes away personal liberty. Now, state governments do it, local governments, school boards, we have a long history of that. The federal government, this would be brand new. Not because it's been discussed in Congress or had some kind of national discussion about it, but because the president does it by executive order. Reaching into private businesses. Uh, and by the way, kind of not cognizant of the impact. One example, I had an ambulance company call me. The ambulance company is publicly traded, does Medicare, Medicaid. He's competing, if you will, for employees against a municipal ambulance service. The municipal ambulance service is not, been, is not under the mandate. So his employee can quit, go work for the municipal. The municipal does not bill Medicaid and Medicare. So therefore, the president's mandate does not cover it. Um, uh, this is the sort of thing that, you know, you got to think about. And this executive order does not think about. Until we get therapeutics, what? how would you... How would you try to help people that, that are called pandemic prisoners? It, what I think something that also threw us for a loop, doctor, was that uh, fully vaccinated people can still kind of be carriers, uh, even if you've had a, a, a booster. And, and therefore, there's, whenever you get to the weakest link, someone's life is, is at risk. So it seems like we, you know, we're not where we hoped we would be by this time because we don't have the therapeutics. So, Joe, you just point out kind of the flaw in your initial argument. The vaccine does not necessarily prevent any infection whatsoever. It keeps you from serious illness. It keeps you from hospitalization. That is a good thing. But the idea that if we vaccinate everybody, there will be no infection, so therefore we all are kind of hunky-dory, is not true. Now, by the way, one thing that's also not been kind of emphasized enough, at least by CDC or acknowledged, is that people being infected previously gives a level of immunity. So there's different things that give immunity. 
Um, there's different risks, even if you have some basis of immunity. But going back to my point, there's always a tension between personal liberty and public health. The president's vaccine mandate pushes the federal government in an area where it's never been done before, um, mandating on a federal level a vaccine, and without any other discussion except the president with his advisors. I actually think it should be more fulsome than that. Senator, two questions. One is, while, while I recognize that clearly the vaccine unto itself uh, may allow for breakthrough infections, clearly the science... I just got to stop here. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on with these people, but it's the breakthrough is not real, okay? A lot of people, and they're not talking about this in mainstream media, the people who are vaccinated are still getting sick. It's not a, a low number. It's not, you know, it's it's a healthy number. Now, are they getting seriously ill? Are they being hospitalized? No, not, not on the scale. Of course, they wouldn't tell us anyways. But, you know, that's for the later part of the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead. Suggests that statistically, your chances of getting infected are so materially lower then if you're unvaccinated, it's it's not even a close contest. So yes, bre breakthroughs are possible, but if you're trying to possible. reduce the possibility, you do it by a material amount. In fact, something on the order of 90% uh, for those who are boosted. Um, so I think that's an important point um, in, the, in, the, in the sort of context of all this. The second thing though, when it comes to personal liberty is, who said that you have the liberty to give me COVID. You know, you make a really good point, but may I point this out? We would save a lot of lives if everybody drove 35 miles an hour. If the federal government had a mandate, you're going to drive 35 miles an hour, and if you go above it, you're totally busted. In fact, we're going to put a rev we're going to put a governor on your car so that you cannot exceed 35 miles an hour. We would save a lot of lives. Senator, we do have speed limits. We've got 55 mile an hour oh, speed yes. limits, 65 mile an hour speed limits, 35 mile and an 75. hour. I don't understand that line of questioning because we do have exactly what you just laid out. No, I'm not, I'm not saying I have no speed limits. But when we have 55 mile an hour speed limits and people actually obey, people at some point stopped obeying and they did 75. Now they do 80. So you're going to have more accidents with more personal liberty. But uh, I'm not saying no speed yeah. limit. And when it comes to immunization, we have local. We have private businesses that are putting out mandates for the hospital employees to be vaccinated, for the school employees to be vaccinated. We've always done that on a local and a state level, on a business level. We've never had the federal government reach in to the private business and dictate that kind of, okay, in the tilt between personal liberty and, and public health, the federal government weighs in. That's my concern. Okay. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> They're laughing because, you know, he's making this analogy that, you know, if every if there was a personal freedom, uh, I don't know what he came up with that analogy about, you know, we should all drive 55 miles an hour, but I think I see his point that, you know, um, you can't make everyone do what you want them to do. It's an overreach. I mean, yes, there are laws. I mean, there's a law against killing people, but you still have murderers around. I'm sorry, you know. Uh, the guy's like, when do you have liberty to give me COVID? And uh, he, he made a point of saying, you know, your, 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 uh, your, your chances of getting COVID are small. Okay. I'm looking at the news. I'm reading. I'm looking at the science. I'm looking at a lot of things. And there are a lot more people getting COVID who are vaccinated than not. The, the man who got Omicron, you know, was fully vaccinated and had a booster and still got the Omicron variant. And they really don't know how he got it because it would, the, 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 the uh, event he was in is in New York City. And you can't be at the event unless you are vaccinated. So... You know, his friends have COVID. All his friends have COVID. And this goes back to what I was reading about earlier about vaccine passports are wrong for America. And it's a very good, it's by uh, Adriana.
Cohen, and it's, it's the star. And she goes on to talk about some of the questions here, or to answer some of the questions here, um, that have been put forward. Um, which was, you know, where do you get the liberty to give me COVID? I mean, who says that a person who is vaccinated isn't the one giving you COVID? That's the question. That if somebody has a, you just don't know where the breakthrough infection is going to be. So people have their entire families, you know, all uh, vaccinated, all have the jab, and somehow somebody's got the breakthrough. You know, you have people cutting off their friends and family members and, oh, you're not getting vaccinated? Well, you we, we can't talk. They're cutting them off. And they're only dealing with vaccinated people. And they come out sick. So, you know, maybe, you know, and I, I've seen public figures. I watch YouTube, uh, you know, and they're like, yeah, we got, we got COVID. Yeah, we got, um, you know, we got the, they had the Delta variant and, you know, they were sick and whatever. Most of these people were healthy people. You know, I don't think COVID was going to take them down anyways. They look pretty healthy. They seem pretty healthy. I, of course, I don't know their medical history. But, you know, they got it. And they said, well, you know, the vaccine was the best way for me to, oh, you know, it, it, it was a two-day thing. It was a three-day thing. It was a week thing. So this article got me to thinking because I, I just went into like, watch this uh, little clip on CNBC on um YouTube, and I really wanted to share this because I think the senator was trying to make this point exactly. So it goes on to read this. COVID-19 vaccines are an effective tool in protecting people from serious illness and death. Vaccine passports, however, are a terribly misguided policy that should be resisted and or rescinded, and here's why. The inconvenient fact is millions of vaccinated Americans are still getting the coronavirus and what are known as breakthrough infections. And we really got to stop calling it breakthrough infections because it's happening a little too often. In November, the Wall Street Journal found there have been more than 1.89 million cases and that at least 72,000 of those cases had hospitalizations and 20,000, 20,000, 20, oh my God, deaths among fully vaccinated people in the U.S. this year. So let me go back and read that again. The inconvenient fact is millions of vaccinated Americans are still getting the coronavirus and what are known as breakthrough infections. In November, the Wall Street Journal found, the Wall Street Journal found, there have been more than 1.89 million cases and at least 72,000 hospitalizations and 20,000 deaths among fully vaccinated people in the U.S. this year. That 1.89 million figure is likely a significant undercount as the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention curiously stopped tracking breakthrough infections last May. Shockingly, the Federal Health Agency announced last spring they are only recording vaccinated individuals who are hospitalized or die from COVID-19 not everyone else getting breakthrough infections. So that's very curious because what did we talk about before? They're not even telling you how many people. It, we can't even call it breakthrough anymore, you know, because if you get the vaccine, you're going to, you're going to possibly get infections. You're, you're going to get infected. So the, the man here, he's saying, you know, what gives you the liberty to give me COVID? Well, Nobody's giving anybody the liberty to give anybody COVID. It's not something that evidently science can get under control. Hence, when the daft politicians, politicians such as New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio mandate that businesses can only allow vaccinated customers to dine inside restaurants or enter entertainment venues and other establishments, they are creating a misleading illusion that vaccinated individuals are safe to be around while the unvaccinated that are likely have natural immunity are not. This is what I've been talking about. This is exactly what I've been talking about. 
you know, you can be among a vaccinated person and they are the carriers, they carry COVID-19. Whereas a person who was not vaccinated probably had COVID, didn't know it, recovered from COVID and has antibodies and is doing fine and doesn't get sick. They have a natural immunity, but that's not being counted. And so they keep, they, and when I mean they, I'm talking about the mainstream media and the government officials and even some of the scientists here who keep villainizing and demoralizing unvaccinated people without the full spectrum of knowledge given to us. They don't know if unvaccinated people have natural immunity. They don't know. They never bothered to ask. That false dichotomy is not supported by the data. No, it's not. It hasn't been. I don't understand how science, how the science says this, but it does not support it. The reality is businesses being forced to comply with this discriminatory mandate have no idea whether any of the approved patrons who show proof of vaccination have the coronavirus or not. These individuals could be asymptomatic and spread the virus to others, including to their employees, as being tested for COVID-19 isn't a requirement for entry, only proof of vaccination. So the young man questions the senator and says, what right do you have to give me uh, COVID-19? assuming that the unvaccinated will give him COVID-19. How about if you're in the vaccinated and he, he's saying like, it's, it's not likely that you're going to get COVID-19. So the, 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 the narrative is being sold to most people that, you know, if you have the vaccine, you may be invincible. And people who go out there, they take the vaccine, they get the boosters. Again, the, the, the young man who got Omicron, he had, he had the vaccines, fully vaccinated, both the jabs and the booster. Both jabs and a booster and had the Omicron variant. And they can't really figure out how he got it. Not really, because like I said, it's New York City and you're required to have all your vaccines and all that before you even enter a building. You can't attend an event without proof of, of vaccination. But this is why proof of vaccination and the vaccine passport is, what's the word I want to look for? Redundant. It doesn't make sense. It's not scientifically supported. How is the sound, how is this sound public health policy? It's not. Last summer, uh, in Provincetown, Massachusetts, a COVID-19 outbreak occurred over the July 4th holiday where the vast majority of COVID-19 cases were those who were fully vaccinated. On its site, the CDC reports 469 COVID-19 cases were identified among Massachusetts residents who had traveled to town during the July 3rd through the 17th. 346, that's 74%, occurred in fully vaccinated persons. The CDC added cycle threshold values were similar among specimens from patients who were fully vaccinated and those who were not. So again, you still have the same kind of spread as a person who isn't vaccinated. So the young man is asking the question, what right of you to give me COVID-19? More recently in Massachusetts, one of the most vaccinated states in the country, with nearly 4.9 million residents fully vaccinated, breakthrough cases are surging. On November 23rd, state public record officials reported 6,917 new COVID-19 breakthrough cases in fully vaccinated individuals between November 13th and November 20th. In Massachusetts, there has been 77,647 total cases and fully vaccinated individuals who've contracted the coronavirus as of November 17th, according to the data from Massachusetts Department of Public Health. 
Again, this means that any of these folks show proof of vaccination in New York City or elsewhere that require vaccine passports, they would be permitted to dine at restaurants. Yep. And other establishments, indoor establishments, potentially spreading the virus to others while unvaccinated patrons are being stigmatized and blocked from entry. I've been preaching this. I've been preaching this. Not that I'm a prophet or anything like that, because God knows that's not what I am, but I have been preaching this. I've been looking at these statistics. I've been looking at these this, these uh, mandates, and I've been wondering how they make any kind of sense. I mean, if you really, truly, honestly want to stop the spread, I think the thing you should uh, make available and the thing that the, the federal government has failed to make available to the American public is testing. That may be the answer to slowing the spread. Testing. Being tested whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. And coming, and if you want to stop the spread, then people who don't have COVID-19 can't give COVID-19 to other people. But it's not the same thing to be said that people who are vaccinated can't spread COVID-19 to other vaccinated people and or or unvaccinated. Meanwhile, ever-growing COVID-19 restrictions are harming businesses already struggling to survive due to labor shortages, supply chain snafus, and other challenges such as criminals committing smash and grabs and costly property damage in an alarming new trend. These businesses scrambling to stay afloat throughout the nearly two-year pandemic are being forced by government officials in major cities such as New York and San Francisco to turn away unvaccinated customers like their vaccinated counterparts may or may like customers who like their vaccinated counterparts may or may not have the virus. Newsflash, this won't help the US economy recover from the most devastating pandemic in in the century, nor will it help small mom and pop shops keep their doors open. So before Americans vacate the liberty and comply with government's ever expanding control over our daily lives, ask yourself if any of this makes sense. And remember that once you, you give your freedom away, I've been preaching this, which our brave veterans have lost lives and limbs protected, it's extremely hard to get back. And food for thought, uh, as we continue to endure the multi-year pandemic, we were told that government advised by the infectious disease expert, Dr. Fauci, would only take two weeks to, to quote, stop the spread. And, you know, we know how, how long that two weeks has lasted. But this this was my point exactly. You know, you had these people grilling the senator about why you know the mandate, the Biden's mandate, has to be um, has to be uh, frozen and has to be torn down. And he's telling you like this is not good. It's not supposed to be coming. This this is not supposed to come from the federal government. It's supposed it's it's local. It's businesses. It's individuals. And people have a right to comply or not comply according to their own convictions. You have a personal freedom. And the science, and just looking at the, the data and the information that's out there, supports that, that personal freedom. Because, I mean, I don't know. If, if it eradicated the, the, the virus, I think more people would take the vaccine. If, if we believed, if we saw with our own two eyes that the vaccines completely did away with the virus, it killed it, stopped it in its tracks, that would be convincing. But I don't think it convinces people when you see people who are fully vaccinated with the boosters and the cases are still rising. But the, 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 the constant persecution of the non-vaccinated or the unvaccinated keeps, you know, keeps the vaccinated in this false bubble with this little S on their chest, thinking they're doing the right thing and thinking that they're whatever. Now, I'm not against vaccines. You want to take the vaccine, you made up your mind to do that, go do it. You weigh those odds, you weigh, do what you got to do. My problem is that vaccine passports and vaccine mandates don't make sense, given the, the, the information out there. It doesn't support vaccine mandates. It doesn't, it's no science. It doesn't even say that if you got the vaccine, that everything's going to be hunky-dory, because it's not. 
It's not. I've told this time and time again about two women working in the same uh, area side by side. One is unvaccinated, one is vaccinated. Who gets sick? Who has to go out for a week or two? The vaccinated person. The unvaccinated person is fine. I said for a long time, this was my model. If you can't get to testing every week, get you tested. Get tested. Because testing is really the only way to know. You have asymptomatic vaccinated people walking around here spreading COVID-19, and they think they're God's gift to the world. And the reality is, they're not. They're just as likely to spread it as anyone else. These numbers, this 90%, you probably won't get it. I don't know. You can't trust them because they don't tell you the truth. I'm talking to Dr. Anthony Fauci with his noble lies. So I'm glad to see that the courts are uh, giving a good side eye to the Biden uh, vaccine mandate, the federal mandates given by OSHA to, to put their greedy hands or their hands into private businesses. I'm glad to see that private businesses are beginning to uh, understand that this is not going to make financial sense for them, especially during a time of recovery. People, four point some million people, six, what is it, 4.63 million people resigned. And in November, only 200 and what, 19,000 or 79,000 people returned? You want to recover financially? You want to prevent the spread of COVID? Do away with the vaccine requirements or the, the mandates. Get them tested every week. Have everybody test. Make testing available to Americans. And I bet you dollars to Dutchmark that you could slow the spread. Anyways, if you have made it with me this far, thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to be right back. You are listening to the Black Eye Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the second uh, segment of the Black Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Uh, I was going to change subjects because I really wanted to talk about Juicy Smollett, and I think I may still talk about Juicy Smollett, but on my way to talking about Juicy Smollett, who, you know, as you well know, was found guilty, as well as he should have been found guilty, of faking... uh, a hate crime against himself. Um, so, you know, the justice system appears to be working very well these days. Um, and I'm a little weak to that. I think that happened yesterday. But I really just, you know, the idea of it, the stupidity of it, and uh, the, the the sheer, uh, what a, what's the word I'm trying to find here? But, you know, the, it had the left going crazy. And, you know, the, the left never cares about the facts of the case. They just never care about the facts. They went along with it, and they, they decided that that was the case, that this man suffered a hate crime. And, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, in the middle of winter, wearing MAGA hats, and, you know, people who watched Empire, you know, because, of course, uh, white people or, or people who are white supremacists watch Empire and, you know, knew who he was and, you know, found him out at a subway with a tuna fish sandwich and, you know, proceeded to throw some liquids on him and put a noose around his neck. Let's <laughs> see, I had a difficult time trying to cover this because, or just talk about it or comment on it because it was just, every time I would try to comment on it, I would just burst out laughing. <laughs> Because it's like juicy. Everybody was calling him juicy. Nobody's calling him Jesse or anything. They were just calling him juicy, juicy Smollett, you know. 
it had all kinds of, you know, little innuendos, you know. <laughs> but anyhow, I'm not, I, I feel, I don't feel bad for him because, you know, this is a, a, a again, I love this propaganda. They, they don't care about the facts. They cared about the narrative. The narrative was that these white uh, Trump supporters are walking around looking for black people to harm. Now, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, well, for the most part, there are a lot of... They fail to acknowledge that Trump had supporters across the spectrum, which is something that troubles me. But the idea, you know, that it didn't make any any sense of what was going on, it didn't, it didn't jive. I mean, anybody who knows anything about Chicago and how cold Chicago is knows that Chicago is a, a big, small town. Like, everything is closed after, after what, one thirty or something like that? It's closed. It's not an all-night city. And it's hard, especially when it's in the wintertime in the center city, to find anything open to, to go to or be around because everybody stays indoors. I believe the temperature at the time was like 23 below. Not, not the temperature, but the, the, uh, the wind chill was 23 below. It's Chicago in wintertime. And the two people he described were pale skin who were wearing MAGA hats, like in 23 below weather, walking around looking for him. So that's all I really want to uh, say about that. Juicy Smollett is guilty. We all knew this. This is not shocking news. That's why I didn't really want to talk about it, because I knew he was going to be found guilty. He's guilty. Okay, he can make up all the little stories he wanted to, you know, how he paid them for whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't care. He's guilty. But i like to close it, this one thing, with my favorite comedian of all time. And uh, I will let him speak for himself. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Gonna let him speak for himself. Because only Dave Chappelle could put it in the terms in which, you know, it deserved to be put in. So just give me a second here. Let me put myself. I had some stuff on. Because I was going to talk. And I got other things to talk about. But since everybody's covering it. I thought I'd cover it too. And without further ado. Here's my good favorite comedian. Dave Chappelle. It's the best. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet. He's a very French, very famous French actor. <laughs> Y'all never heard of Juicy Smouillet? Juicy Smouillet is an actor from France. <laughs> And he became famous on a show called Empire. <laughs> One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim. <laughs> he was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouillet is gay and he is black, not just French. <laughs> oh, it was a crazy story. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on and beat him up. Tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas and and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. <laughs> this shit was like international news. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed, Instagram page, justice for Juicy and all this shit. <laughs> the whole country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African Americans, we were like oddly quiet. 
We were so quiet about it and shit that the gay community started accusing the African-American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. <laughs> details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? The fuck? Does that sound like how white people talk? No white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that faggot nigger from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. <laughs> If you're racist and homophobic, you're not even gonna know who this nigga is. You can't watch Empire. <laughs> Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smoulier, please tell me what happened. All right. 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. <laughs> You were walking. You were walking. All right. <laughs> and, and where were you going? Subway. <laughs> Sandwiches? <laughs> That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any? Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smoulier. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. Good old days. And you know, hello. Well, Juicy Smoulier is guilty of five out of six counts for faking his own um, hate crime. Uh, if you were offended by this, I do not apologize. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So I'm going to move on. That's the end of the Juicy Smollett uh, uh, saga. I'm not going to give any more time to it. Uh, I didn't give much time to it in the first place because I thought it was silly. But in more serious news, because, you know, I can't be lighthearted for too long. I'm trying to be, but, you know, I can't be. I just came across a very strange feed uh, that just happened in Austria. And, you know, to further cement what I was talking about in a previous in the previous segment of my podcast. By the way, I didn't even talk about what was in my previous podcast, which was we were talking about vaccine mandates and and how effective or excuse me, non-effective that they are, but how they make no scientific sense. Like they, they make no sense to the public. It doesn't do anything to curb the spread of COVID nineteen. It does nothing, um, you know, but but encourage businesses to discriminate based on, you know, especially struggling business businesses who are for the past almost two years have been going through hell to keep business alive and keep their doors open. Now, especially in New York City, you know, there are more, you know, more mandates. Uh, Kathy Hochul just put in a, a mask mandate. Now you have to wear a mask indoors all the time, everywhere. So, you know, everywhere you go, you have to put, you have to put a mask on uh, per the state. Um, and children in New York City have to show proof of vaccination. Children as young as five, yes, young as five, have to show proof of vaccination in New York City uh, per Mayor de Blasio's new mandate that children five and ages five, whatever, 
kids uh, vaccinated. But there is a halt on that. So I don't know what's going to happen after that, but I know that a judge has, like, put a halt on it because now de Blasio, who's making his move to be governor, by the way, you know, he's not all altruistic and caring about, you know, whether they stop the spread or not. He wants to go out as a person, uh, a leader, as a strong leader. He's fighting obscurity with every fiber of his being. And I want him to be pushed into that dark night of obscurity. I don't want to hear from him anymore. I'm done with him. But he's fighting it. He's fighting it with every fiber of his being. He wants to be governor of New York. And uh, so he's making bold moves. And these are going to be these type of things that he's going to put on his little resume to think to make him uh, look good in front of New Yorkers as he makes that push for governorship. But um, I'm, I'm not voting for anybody at this point. I'm voting for the, pers- the persecutor, the prosecutor, uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Obviously, she was making a push for a governorship, too. So we'll see where that turns out. But in other places in the world, outside of my own little sphere, New York, um, Austria has adopted a very odd plan regarding the unvaccinated. And this plan is they're, uh, they're going to fine thousands until they get the shot. So, uh, yes, that's what I said. Unvaccinated people in Austria are about to be fined thousands until they get the shot. So it goes on to read this. Uh, unvaccinated Austrians could soon face thousands in fines for flouting the COVID-19 vaccine mandate slated for February for all residents 14 and older. The Austrian government on November 19th announced its plans to enforce a general vaccine mandate beginning February 1st. The country currently boasts a roughly 68% vaccination rate, which is low for Western Europe. The move will be the first such mandate for any European city. People wait in lines to register for COVID-19 vaccination on the second day of a national lockdown to combat storing coronavirus infections in Vienna, Australia, on November 23rd, 2021. Those who are either vaccinated nor, or, nor exempted could face, excuse me, are neither vaccinated or nor exempted could face 3,600 euros, about $4,000 fine, an amount which could be altered based on the individual's income and other financial obligations. We still have an obligation and a need to increase vaccination coverage so that we don't go from lockdown to lockdown. Next year as well, said uh, Caroline Estabrook, the cabinet minister who handles constitutional issues. Those who are pregnant, those still advised to get the vaccine, will be eligible for exemptions as well as those who cannot get the shot due to medical reasons, said Health Minister Wolfgang Moose. People who have recovered from the virus in the past six months will also be eligible for an exemption. A man receives COVID-19 vaccine on the second day of national lockdown to come back from Iran. Anyone eligible for the exemptions must sign up with the central vaccination register, blah, blah, blah. Unvaccinated people will be contacted by authorities every three months with reminders to either get vaccinated or get a doctor to recertify their exemption status ahead of the next vaccine. My God. I was just talking about this regarding uh, what's going to happen with the booster shots here in the United States. And I was saying, you know, you're going to have Karen or, or, or Charlie from HR calling you every three months, reminding you that you have to get your booster. Because if you don't have your booster shots, you're not going to be considered fully vaccinated. And I was thinking to myself, you know, when will this end? When will they put an end to these vaccine mandates and these mandates all in general? And, you know, what's the target number that you have to reach before this ends? And it seems that there is no target number. I talked about this before. I don't want to bore you to death. But, you know, every time I try to move on, (laughs) I get pulled back in. So uh, they're going to find people. Now, this is, to me, a very bad idea. Uh, Unvaccinated people will be contacted every three months. My God, can you imagine? Though fines can be also be imposed every three months, those individuals will have the opportunity to provide vaccination and get rid of the fine. I say very clearly that we don't want to punish the people who aren't vaccinated, said Esther Dahlberg, 
we want to bring them along. We want to convince them that of, of this vaccination. We want them to show solidarity with everyone so that we can regain our freedom. Yeah, but you're fining them. Like, so every three months, you're going to, did I understand that? Every three months, if you don't get the vaccine, they're going to fine you about $4,000. Austria has seen a decline in the seven-day infection rate since the lockdown that was announced on November 19th and is set to end Sunday for the vaccinated population. So here we go again, you know, and everyone's watching these little things uh, every so often, you know. And there's another story here. A fully vaccinated Israeli doctor with Omicron appears to pass bug on to one person. A fully vaccinated Israeli doctor who became infected with the Omicron COVID-19 variant appears to have only passed the bug on to one other person despite coming into close contact with dozens of people. Look, these mandates, these, these manipulations, these coercions, these forces, they're not going to work. They're not going to work. People have eyes. People have ears. I think I talked some time ago about Elizabeth Warren. She wanted to ban books from. She wanted Amazon. Not not she couldn't ban books, but she wanted Amazon to jigger their their uh, their what do you call it when they their, their uh, so that when people search for books that they couldn't find certain information regarding vaccines and and viruses and the like because she felt that people need to listen to politicians and they need to listen to Dr. Fauci. But people weren't doing that. And the reason why, and especially here in America, is because we know and we've been exposed to government misinformation far too many times to ever, 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 ever trust the government or, or the government scientists to tell us anything. We want to know the facts for ourselves. And many people, even though they tell us that, there's only 60 million people who are not fully vaccinated. Those numbers keep jumping around. So I'm, I'm very interested. I talked about this. I think I talked about this. So maybe it was one of my unpublished um, uh, uh, podcasts. Uh, check those out on, on Patreon if you can. Um, what it was was that um, I was looking for the numbers. I wanted to know how many people were uh, actually fully vaccinated in the United States of America. And the, the, the most interesting thing to me was the number was uh, the same number as in October. So what, the, what I'm trying to say is um, the same number who were unvaccinated, which was 65 million people or 60 million people in October, that was when the last report ended, was the same number that oh, uh, oh Biden, Biden quoted uh, in one of his recent speeches, it's still 60 million people are unvaccinated. And I thought, well, that's interesting because you mean to tell me that um, 192 million people, you still have 60 million people uh, that are uh, unvaccinated? And I did the numbers out of 192 plus 60 million does not equal 328 million people. So, you know, the, the the numbers are jumping all over the place, and I, I, I can't find, you know, like an exact number. I would like to know how many people in the United States are actually vaccinated, how many people are not vaccinated, fully vaccinated. And um, I couldn't find those numbers, and it's because we don't trust the government. They don't tell us the truth. They hide things from us. They tell us what by, uh, Fauci like to consider noble lies, and this is not the 1980s. This is not the 50s or the 60s or the 70s where you could sit here and you were the only source in town and we had to believe what you say. We don't. The best way to deal with people is to be straight with us, to tell us the truth. All of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. How about, I? we don't know. We did the best we could, but we don't know. This vaccine could stop the virus, but we don't know. Um, you're probably going to have to get booster shots. If you told people that up front and, and were honest with them, you probably would have had a more uh, more significant rate of, of, of inoculation. But instead, they kept telling us, if you only get this 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 jab, you're going to be fine. You're not going to get the virus. And then we see breakthrough, which is not even breakthrough anymore. It's just a common thing. You're going to get the virus no matter what. 
And now you have these persecutions of the unvaccinated. And then you have all of this nonsense. And you still have people who are asymptomatic, who are vaccinated, walking around spreading it because it can't be the unvaccinated because the unvaccinated can't go anywhere. Where the unvaccinated are separated, they're segregated, they're persecuted. They can't go anywhere, they can't do anything. They're in, in pandemic jail, for lack of a better word. And here we are, here they are, the vaccinated, spreading the virus all around. And we're supposed to be stopping the spread. And once again, I am talking about another misguided government doing another misguided thing, trying to do the, you know, with the good intentions. What is it? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, this is the road to hell, being paved with good intentions. Well, I've been around my mouth about Jesse, Juicy, Juicy Smollett. I hope I added some levity to my podcast. I'm trying to look to do that more and uh, be kind of funny and happier because I'm not this dour all the time. I just have a lot of thoughts on my mind and I try to get them out. But um, anyways, if you made it with me this far, I do appreciate you. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your listenership. I appreciate people. You know, I appreciate that. I, I thank you. You know, in the hierarchy of things, I realize that I'm a small voice in the corner in a dark basement. But you know what? If one or two or three or four or five or six or even ten people, twenty people listen to me, then that's something. That's something more than I could ever possibly hope for and expect. And for that, I do thank you. And I do appreciate it. So, have a good weekend. I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow or Sunday. I might if I get a bug in my bonnet. But um, listen, have a good weekend. Enjoy your day. You know, Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow because the days are full of crap anyways. Well, he didn't say crap, but you know, the point is still relevant. And, um, you know, enjoy your time. What, look, what time you have here on this earth, enjoy. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your time, despite what goes on in the world. Have a good day. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And most of all, most of all, with great love and great respect, I wish you all blessings. Great blessings. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Black Eye Podcast. You have just heard the Black Eye Podcast. If you would like to contact me, you can do so through Twitter at MHB1070, on Instagram at My1029, that's M-H-I-G-H-1029, excuse me, or on Patreon at theblackeyepodcast.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through Stripe. Any donation helps me make better content and bring it to you. Thank you.